Hi, and welcome to another Unsponsored Entrepreneur podcast. We offer unfunded news about startups and entrepreneurs. I'm Jen Barnett. And I'm Matt Hoddle. We work together at Red Hawk Entrepreneur Development Company. In today's podcast, we are going to talk about two big money deals that were announced this week locally. But are they everything they seem? (gasps) Wait for it. (laughs) All right, so let's just jump right into this. There was one mega kind of private deal and then one pretty substantial municipal deal, for lack of a better term. So the big private deal was American Family Care, uh, who is a provider of kind of dock in the box um, type services to through 170 locations, uh, urgent care, some primary care, uh, pharmacy, I believe, is in most of their locations. Walk-in clinics. Yeah, walk-in basically. clinics, right. So um, they've been very successful. Dr. Bruce Irwin started them a number of years ago. Now they had a slight bump in the road um, a few years back, right, where they had a, 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 a million dollar plus uh, fine, correct? That's right. They had a Medicare fraud settlement that they had to make to the FBI and then a lawsuit with the whistleblower who spotlighted that fraud that went on. And I don't know what the results were from yeah. that case. Well, they recovered. Let's just call it a bump in the road. But uh, A million for versus a billion is a massive difference. Yeah. So let's talk about that B word. So um, this week, and try to stay with me here because it's a little bit odd the way that this is all set up but basically they partnered with a private equity firm that is going to give them access to you know for lack of a better term a loan or financing of a billion dollars so billion with a b that's right so and to open uh, about 300 more locations right now, what's interesting about that, a couple of things, I, you know, immediately pulled out my calculator and tried to figure out exactly what that meant and what it really translates to is a little bit over $3.3 million in financing for each additional location. That's right. And that includes real estate and the build out and so on. And basically the way that this capital firm works is they're also a real estate development firm. So I'm guessing there's not a lot of info on their website As a matter of fact, you should check out their website. Uh, I'll list to it in the blog because you would not think that this was the website of a company that could give someone a billion dollars for sure. But they're more interested in financing than websites, apparently. (laughs) And they uh, they go into deals where they are financing specifically retail locations. So I'm guessing that they eyeball fast-growing franchises, which AFC was named last year one of the top 10 fastest-growing franchises in the country, which is not bad for a company that's a couple decades old that's to hit, awesome. a, yeah. hit a growth spurt like that. Sure. And look for places where they can lend their expertise, which is in uh, brick-and-mortar development. Yeah. So it, um, the thing that was also interesting about it is how this company plans to recoup their money. Yes. So this isn't like the the AFC parent company isn't going to be making like principal payments and interest payments back for it like you would in a traditional bank loan or you know traditional kind of financing means. This deal is going to be paid back through the lease payments that the franchisees will be paying. Right. Which, on the face of it, you know, okay, makes sense. Until you start thinking about that 3.3 
million dollars per location. And that's just the principle that will have been provided in financing, right? So if assuming that these folks wanna make any money at all, they're either gonna charge a premium on those leases or because it could potentially run forever, you know, many, many years from now, they start making their money down the road after the principal's been paid back through those lease payments, right? I mean, that, that would be the assumption. But what's interesting about it is you start thinking about what the numbers of that lease payment would have to be. It's pretty staggering. Uh, just for giggles, I, I set it at if your lease payments were $50,000 a month, would take 67 months to pay back. Mm -hmm. So five and a half years, a little more than five and a half years for them to get their principal back. Then the question becomes, would they really wait five and a half years to get their principal back? Well, that's an interesting point because despite the fact that all of the articles call this an investment, it's not really an investment except in the colloquial sense. <laughs> that they are investing <laughs> in the promise yes. of this company. They're not taking any equity stake that is shown anywhere in any of the articles. They are merely making a gargantuan loan to this company that then they are reclaiming, not from the company itself, but from its franchisees. Yeah, and I don't know so if- So they it, may have longer terms, you know? Fair enough, yeah. I mean, it may, who knows what the terms are, but just in general uh, sense, you know, if you're expecting a 5% to 7% return on your money in, in very conservative terms and that compounds over a, a period of five years, you would be, it would have to be a pretty big lease payment for it yeah. to be worth their while. That's what I'm getting at. And that's a lot of cash to tie up for a long period of time to get any return on. So it'd be interesting to see in the finer details. And I think that's the point we're trying to make, which is a billion dollars. And Reuters was a good example. So we, one of the stories was, was covered by Reuters and they refer to it as an investment. So I don't know if AFC has got one heck of a PR um, manager or they got lucky, but the fact that it, the national news wires like Reuters picked it up and are calling it an investment, I think is is notable. And that's really why we wanted to talk about it today, which is, you know, some of this is in the details. That's right. Normally, this is the kind of thing that might be announced as a partnership because it is a partnership of sorts where they're going to go forward together uh, and build these locations. But really, it's a loan and loans don't usually make the news. Yeah. But a billion dollars is certainly newsworthy, mm -hmm. especially when you're looking at it. And it's not a billion dollars in um, you know, private placement funding like you would see through a VC or a traditional PE where they're getting some sort of equity in return for it. Because no equity seems like, doesn't seem like any equity is changing hands. That's right. They no were really they... specific about, we're gonna recoup our money through the lease payments. Right. And also they don't have any uh, placement on any board that I could see. The only thing that they, uh, the only piece of the business that they'll be involved with is in scouting and building these locations. So it's a really interesting thing and, and it's it's a neat piece of maneuvering, right? If you're AFC to figure out that you have a partner that will basically provide kind of this financing warehouse for a billion dollars that you're not directly going to pay back. Nor do you have to give up any equity for. That's a pretty neat piece of, of work we there. We should all get into this business. No doubt. I don't think we're smart enough. I, I, honestly, this is somebody really pretty smart and savvy came up with this. <laughs> you think there are barriers to entry to getting into the medical clinic field? Uh, probably. <laughs> At least barriers that would be a problem for us to climb. Fair it's enough. just the two people on this <laughs> podcast. So that was the first one. That was interesting. The, the other one was uh, that 
the city of Birmingham approved, and help me with my math on this. Did I, I want to remember this correctly. Was it $4.3 million or 3.4? I, I'm going to put those backwards. I think it was 3.4. Okay. So the, Jen will look it up, but Inland Seafood Company um, went to the city of Birmingham and before the council, and they approved um, a large sum of money. We'll confirm that, but a large sum of money to uh, Inland to entice them to open an operation in Inslee. Um, and for those of you who aren't aware, Inslee has struggled with job creation and economic development for years. Um, and it, so it is $4.3 million. So $4.3 million. And uh, so this was an opportunity to create a new kind of opportunity for economic development and employment and all of those things. And so on the face of it, I think it's everybody gets really excited about it. You know, seeing investment in some of the neighborhoods like Inslee obviously is um, is is um, you know good, and, and we like to see that, and it's um, it's definitely positive. But but here's where I want to be at least a little bit critical. Um, which I'm known to be, uh, $4.3 million. And, and what effectively they get for that, the city of Birmingham gets for that, is that Inland Seafood will locate a, an operation that is kind of a tertiary operation. It's a secondary operation to their wholesale food business. Uh, and it's going to be on, on, you know, based on seafood. And what they were offering in exchange for these loans and these grants and this kind of these forgiven type fees was 150 jobs. And 150 jobs is certainly a very real number. And in neighborhoods that need that economic development, 150 jobs is a big deal. But then you start getting in a little bit more into the details, and this is where kind of my criticism comes in. It's 150 jobs, no specification of what kind of jobs, what the pay rate is for those jobs. And the best part was is that they slipped in that we guarantee that we'll do 150 jobs or we'll do 150 jobs over a 10-year period. So I'm no mathematician, but that sounds like 15 jobs a year, which is hard to imagine makes much of an economic impact over an annual basis. Specifically, they're saying it's 50 people in phase one of the expansion, but no, no outline of what phase one of the expansion is or when it starts and 50 more when the expansion is complete which could be some untold years which actually only equals 100 jobs so you have to take all of the wow. math in so even if it so here's the other thing and here's why the the pay wages and the rates matter because and, and, and i'll tell you there's the math behind it at least my criticism for the the math behind it is assuming that these jobs are um, well, I'm not going to assume. I don't know what these jobs are going to pay, but I'm going to tell you that $4.3 million for 150 jobs translates into $28,666.66 per job created. So one would hope or even expect that the job value as far as what those people are getting paid would be in excess of $28,666 or more per year. Sure. Right. Um, and that the, those people would have multiple years of employment. But if you think about it, they're, they're saying 150 jobs. Are they 150 unique jobs? 
Because if it's only adding 15 people a year, what happens if five or six or seven of those people aren't retained? They quit, they're fired, they move on to other things. If you replace those people, do you get credit for seven more jobs, even though it's the actual positions? I don't know that we know that, right? A lot of times when it comes to civic revitalization and things like that, you can count the same job once every year that it exists. So uh, one job for 10 years would be 10 jobs. The way that it's written about on AL.com implies that there will be 100 humans as opposed to 100 jobs, but it's really hard to tell. Uh, also of note is that they are already located in Inslee. They have a location now and they're repurposing a building they already own. So I think it's really important to note that this 4.4 million is not bringing a new business to Inslee. It is slightly expanding a business that's already in Inslee. So nobody gets hired to hang drywall or paint or put a new roof on it or pave a parking lot or do anything like that. So you don't even get the tertiary benefit of, of trades coming in there and being able to generate some, some sort of economic you know, impact there. They're just repurposing a building they already own. Now I'm not saying that they're not modifying it or renovating it, but it's certainly not a greenfield. Well, and they, the renovation will probably be those first 50 jobs. Yeah. And once the renovation is over, those 50 people will probably be gone. That's would be interesting. My guess. Yeah. So what we get stuck with essentially here is a lot of speculation and not a lot of detail. And I think that's part of my criticism. That's a lot of money to grant to one single entity and to have all these question marks still remaining. At some point in time, that there has to be a consequence to that level or lack of level of detail by a city council that's going to grant that kind of money. I mean, am I wrong here? Well, I think it's interesting that you have all of these questions, all of those things aren't clear, and yet it is being shouted from the rooftops. And that's what I'd like to see more balance. Uh, shout only what you know once and then ask more questions. Now, of course, we don't have an investigative journalism source in this town. Um, what little one we did is just shuttered its paper. Yeah. This isn't the kind of story they would likely pursue anyway. So it's very unlikely that these questions will ever be answered, that we'll ever know the story, but it can give you the idea that something is happening in a neighborhood when it's really not. And it's great to feel good about yourself. It's like vanity me metrics. Mm -hmm. You know, these are real life brick and mortar vanity metrics where it sounds like something really good is happening. But if in five years uh, you don't have 50 people or 100 people or 150 people whose lives are better because the seafood plant has renovated a building, then it matters um, because this is something that we spent $4.4 million on or that we spent however many column inches talking about or patting ourselves on the back that has happened when something else could have happened that maybe would change the lives of 150 people and make their futures better. Yeah, and I think that that's really the point, right? The consequence here is that if we don't ask these questions, if we don't get to this level of detail, you have to question, will there really be any accountability for anybody involved? You know, what happens six months from now where that money's been granted or some portion of that money's been granted? Who's following up to make sure that this stuff is happening? And if they don't, what are the consequences to that? Right? That's the questions. That's the main question I have. Do you know what this reminds me of? 
Matt and I were talking this week about Prize to the Future. And if you remember this contest that was held locally, it was Prize the Number Two, the Future. And it happened, I think, before Matt moved here or when he was really new here. Uh, and they took a thousand entries and the winning entry was gonna get $50,000. And then they were going to build the winning entry on a parking lot next to Railroad Park, which I believe is the parking lot for the Powell steam plant. So I don't really know how that was gonna work anyway. It wasn't, <laughs> it, and that's kind of the point. Well, and so there were 10 finalists. Two of the finalists were giant Ferris wheels, which I was a huge fan of and, and uh, championed all over social media. I mean, who, who isn't a fan of giant Ferris wheels in the middle of a downtown area? <laughs> it just sounds great. I thought it was exciting for a city of our size, but the winning uh, entry was office space, which I remember at the time thinking, that's maniacal. There is nothing but empty <laughs> office space in downtown Birmingham, especially at there the time. There still is a ton of it. <laughs> a ton of it. And so uh, the we went back and looked and the site's still live. You can still go and see the, the winner and the runners up. And I think the to build it was gonna cost, I some untold millions of dollars to actually execute the winning idea and then we've never heard about it again uh. so it got tons of press tons of buzz people got excited but it didn't do anything and what we're trying to do is say hey let's celebrate the real wins and that means we don't celebrate anything for a while that's okay yeah yeah i mean we you know we, we get really obsessed with the home runs but we forget that it's you know, base hits that end up winning baseball games and, and, you know, and symbolically it's the little things that incrementally improve, you know, a city and economic development landscape, a, you know, startup or entrepreneur culture, all of those things it's matter, not, but it's the smaller pieces. You don't think it's the Ferris wheel? Because I'm pretty sure it's a Ferris wheel. It, it might involve a Ferris wheel, Okay. in fairness. Uh, but yeah, we want to we want to focus on some of these, you know, kind of these base hits and these smaller wins. And I think too also it's important that we challenge ourselves. Like the only way that, that any of this accountability, any of this follow-up happens is if we were asking those questions. Like stop taking stuff on face value. Stop reading headlines. Like if you know, if you really want to be involved, if you really want to be informed, make the investment of 10 minutes to read something and read it with some level of detail and understanding and really critical thought. I mean, that's on us. And if we don't do that, we're never gonna force leadership. We're never gonna force the people who have the purse strings or to have the influence on things as important as you know, our financial system or, or our financial access. We're never gonna force them to do it because we're not paying close enough attention to hold them accountable. And so I think that that's the moral of the story here today, which is educate yourself so you can hold people accountable to that and so that you can be more knowledgeable and understand what exactly it is that you're looking at. Awesome. Thanks for joining us on this week's podcast. As always, leave us feedbacks or com or feedback or comments. Check us out on our Facebook page or at our website at redhawkresults.com. Thanks very much. See ya.